Welcome back to another episode of Just Epson Podcast. We are, well, westbound, but southbound to Florida. Me and the warden. The warden? I have the missus with me. And a couple, of, it's about a year ago, I had a, I had a few, a bunch of listeners actually wanted, and I was asking like ideas for guests. My wife was one of the, for some reason, one of the top people suggestions, if you will, for me to have on as a guest. And a year later, finally doing it. But you know, I'd gotten a message a while back about her be coming on and with questions now I cannot find that because on Sniper's Hide I have like a million messages so I I can't go back and through it and find them but um, I don't really I really don't know what we're going to talk about so this well we've got five hours to figure it out right well I mean I know a couple of the questions but we'll, we'll try to fill it in maybe some some marriage advice because <laughs> I mean I don't, I don't know what else we'll talk about because you don't shoot no you're not a shooter no not a shooter you don't do jujitsu I do not and I work out you work out I drink wine and drink wine and eat good food yes even though she doesn't look like it she's 110 pounds but fit a fit 110 pounds but my wife Courtney Baker. Hey. Her her debut podcast, first time ever being on any podcast, and we'll see how this episode, uh, how it does as far as getting downloads and everything, and then uh, maybe you could I think be. I'm going to break a record. You think so? Yeah. You you feeling yourself a little too much? I think people want to hear from me more than you. I don't know why. No, they might want to look at you more than they look at more <laughs> look at me, but they don't want to hear you more. Okay, because I am the talent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, let me make sure my phone is still recording. Yeah, we're good to go. All right. So yesterday, let's get started with this trip first. Okay. So we left Greenville at what time? Did we leave like nine. Yeah. It's like nine o'clock. Nine fifteen. Yeah. And it was allegedly a. What was it? Six, seven, seven-hour seven trip. Yeah. And on ninety-five South, which I absolutely loathe, highway or interstate ninety-five, and for the exact reason what we experienced yesterday. I think everybody does. Yeah, and traffic was nuts. It was it was absolutely fucking horrible, and so it turned our seven-hour trip into like nine hours. Yeah, nine. Nine, nine and a half, something like that. But let me interject. I don't do car rides at all. Do not do them. I would rather fly. So this is the first time I've agreed to even drive this. Because we go to Florida every summer. Yep. Um, But I agreed to drive it this year because everybody says that if you don't have to fly, you shouldn't. Because flights are being canceled left and right. So, yeah, tacking on another two hours yesterday. I think I did pretty good. Normally, she can't last 30 minutes in a vehicle without falling asleep. <laughs> I think we made it right before South Carolina, before yeah. she went to sleep. That was good. Yeah, well, for you, that's good. I um, mean, sometimes we don't even make it out 
to Farmville without me falling asleep. These people know where Farmville is. Well, that's not far from home, like 20, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 15, 20 minutes from home. But, uh, no, she did good. Um, I was going a little fucking stir crazy because of traffic. Not because of the length of time in the vehicle. Because I've, I've done... I've done more than that, but it was just the flow. I mean, I almost wanted to suck start my pistol because it was just, you'd move, it would clear up, and then in 10 minutes, it would just be gridlock, and then it poured on us like seven or eight times. We just drove through storm after storm, and plus the traffic, it was it was bad. The best part of the trip, though, was... When we were five miles away? Five miles away. Four miles from our exit, five miles from the hotel we had planned to stay in, in Kingsland, Georgia. And it was an hour to move <laughs> five hours, or five miles. So. That was fun. Yeah. It was very disheartening. And Jax is actually not with us. He is with my in-laws, of course, his parents. And apparently... I think he did better than any of us. He fucking held it down. According to her mom, he fucking held it down. So I'm proud of him for that. I am just glad he was not in the vehicle with me yesterday. Because he probably would have heard a lot of profanity that he's never even heard before. You know, he's heard a lot. But... He was the real MVP yesterday, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. We FaceTimed him once and... Actually... The waitress at Longhorn who asked me if I wanted a regular or a long pour, she was the real MVP. Yeah. Yeah, she was wearing green hair. Wait, no, she's not what took No, she wasn't. She was the hostess. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to take this exit here. Oh, oh coming up. Uh, anyway, so we stayed the night in Kingsland, and then now we're headed down. We're staying in Cape Coral. I'm actually, we're going to go right through Venice, and... Uh, that is where Rick from GCP, that's where he's at. And one day this week, I'm going to make a little quick trip from Cape Coral to Venice and kick it with Rick. We'll probably do a little podcast maybe. If not, then we'll just shoot the shit and then I'll give a, a little recap after action. Um, but we, we might do a podcast. I talked to him uh, uh, night before, Thursday night. So, um, But yeah, I'm excited to go down there and, and, and hang out with Rick for a little while and, and see what they got going on in uh in venice so um but yeah i'm really looking forward to this trip we go to florida every year southwest florida particularly is where we're normally at um bonita or something like that but enough about the trip so one of the questions is given that it is very obvious if you're listening to this podcast that i have either have had or currently have a thousand hobbies and that is true. This is a, a very true fact. And the question they want us to, or the, the listener suggested was, how do you, Courtney, and, and me, how do we, I guess, separate and make time for the things that I do and family time and ha- how that works out, especially given the fact that you don't shoot and so you're not going to these matches. You've never been been to a match with me before. Nope. Uh, Jax has. I didn't shoot at that match, but he's been to a match. But yep. um, but you've you've never been to a match, mm-hmm. and uh, you have no interest in shooting matches. No. So how how do you, how do we do it, and everyone stay happy? 
That is a really good question. I mean, yes, I, I don't go. I feel like we do a great job of balancing because when you go shoot matches, that's usually on a weekend. It takes the whole weekend, but they're pretty spread out like when you do them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that still lends to a ton of time together. And um, I feel like we balance a lot, too, because... I like to go out a lot with friends during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, we have dinner. I mean, I probably have dinner at least once a week, every week, with one of my girlfriends, right? Sometimes twice a week. Yeah, sometimes twice a week. So, um, I think that we balance, you know, you being able to do the things that you want to do and me being able to do the things that I want to do in that way. I mean, I've probably only ever gone away for a weekend once. I think when I went to Florida, yeah, I went to Disney with my friend. Uh, yeah, we, we, I mean, you did go to Emily's bachelorette party, but that Jackson that was, was a like, one night. That was one. It night. was one night. Yeah, it was one night. Yeah, and that was a hard night. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was like Jax was how old? He was a, I mean, baby, new, new baby. Oh, very new. Like new, new. I had people coming at me like, "How can you leave your infant?" Like, who are you going to leave him with? I'm like, what do you mean who am I going to leave him with? I'm going to leave him with his dad. Yeah. That's a whole other thing, but apparently I'm lucky. Well, let's well let's, let's get into that. Okay. Because I don't know who is listening to this. And as far as when I say who, I don't know what type of dad or maybe a future dad that could benefit from hearing something because I feel we're pretty fucking successful in, in multiple venues in multiple aspects one that you're just talking about is don't be a fucking deadbeat dad when I say <laughs> deadbeat I don't mean like a dad that doesn't do anything doesn't work now I'm talking about like we I actively wanted to be 50-50 on the duties of a parent with an infant, like either a newborn, like, great, I, I don't have tits, so I couldn't breastfeed, but if, you know, it was when it was bottle, bottle time, look, I, I got to fuck up. If he cried, I got to fuck up too, well, you know? Well, even before then, it was like, I mean, because, you know, breastfeeding is a process. Anybody who's listening knows that there's a lot that goes into that, but, so, like, if he would wake up in the middle of the night, well, and I'd had a C-section, so I wasn't... I was very sore. So, like, you woke up, you got him, got him to me. Yeah. Like... And you carried the rest. And then I did the rest. But, I mean, everything about our parenting is 50-50. Yeah. I, and, fully, I fully believe that. And, I mean, not to... Not, well, not for two things. Not to toot my own horn, but also not to, I guess, get too deep into... You know, I guess my childhood, but you know, I I grew up in a lot different situation as far as at that age and and even a little bit older. That you know, my dad was the breadwinner, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. You know, once she had my sister and then me, and it was literally my mom did everything. My mom did 
everything. And my dad was, you know, gone, and he would, Judy, get him, you know, whatever. And whether it be discipline or whether it be for, like, caretaking and stuff like that. And I think having it this way, like, for Jax, I think it, he doesn't view us, me and you, very, like, as different roles. Like, he views us as partners in the same role. Yeah. And I, I like that. I, I want that because it's not like, oh, well, I need mom because I need this needs to happen. Like, no, I can go to either my mom or my dad and have this taken care of. While, obviously, I'm still the majority breadwinner, I'm still doing these things. And I think that's what it takes to be, that to possibly foster a relationship with your kid as they grow older to where they look at you in a hey my dad can do anything he can obviously you know work and and provide but he can also care for me right and i mean i think that you know we've talked about this a lot and have really strong opinions on it but you know i work full time Mm -hmm. we both agreed to have a kid so when women decided that we were gonna work full time to me the feminist movement to me that meant that well, you can't 100% raise the child and work full-time. Like, that's not... <laughs> something had to give, you know? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and... I like, I need help. Like, we both agreed that we wanted a kid. I can't do it all. And, I mean, I think that there are things that you do more of and that I do more of, but at the end of the day, it all bounces out. Like, for example, you pretty much always take him to school and pick him up from from after school yeah well well, one reason that is because mondays wednesdays and fridays we're going to jujitsu so yeah right i mean i I drop them off in the mornings in school because i don't have to be as at work as early as you do right and in the afternoons well majority of the week yeah me and him have got somewhere to go directly from from after school you know so but then like i'm the one who packs all the lunches and you know, gets the homework done and, you know, all those other things like on the back end. So I feel like it balances out, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does. I, I don't look at really anything like, well, you're the mom, you do that. I mean, other than like when he was a baby breastfeeding, obviously that's not going to happen. And I think that's but, another thing that we do really well is that, and going back to the previous point that we were talking about, with, you know, you going and shooting matches and me, like, we try very hard not to keep score. That, yeah, that's pretty key because you want to, you want to get into a fucking argument. Just, <laughs> well, I did, I did this. Yeah, and right. And well, I did this. And right. Then, you know. Not and, to say we've never done that. We're yeah. not perfect. But we try really hard, I feel like, not to keep score. Right, yeah. And it does, it does help that the thing that I like doing the most is like we mentioned a weekend thing and the thing that you like doing the most which is you know eating good good food food, and drinking drinking wine wine with your friends that's during the week so it's not like you can't do what you want to do on the weekend because i'm doing my thing or vice versa so that just worked out because of just the nature of what it is that we both like doing um but you know jujitsu i go to jujitsu I'd like to go three nights a week, but realistically with a, you know, a almost seven year old and 
you know, just other life stuff. I typically go one to two nights a week. I'd like it to be more, but it's just the way life is sometimes. Um, and also, I'm an old man, and, and I'm sore as shit sometimes. So it doesn't work out. But, uh, you know, it, it works out. But, hey, then Tuesdays and Wednesdays, uh, uh, yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays, that's those are your nights kind of thing like that you'll you will plan what you want to yeah. do around me and i'll plan my thing like if something really comes up that she wants to do on a wednesday night i'll be all right cool well i'll just i'll i won't go to jiu-jitsu and um you know then the next week will be you know fine or whatever we're not keeping score but yeah. it, it just it works out pretty good that way my nail appointments sometimes we can't get those on tuesdays and thursdays yeah, you know, her, that's really important to me yeah her nails did she does like <laughs> getting her nails done so um but yeah so let's all right let's get into the shooting thing so we've established that you don't shoot nor give a fuck about guns but no this is important because they're i'm sure there's someone listening to this who is a shooter but their wife doesn't feel the way you feel about guns Okay. By that, I mean, I don't know how someone who has a hobby such as shooting is chooses a person that hates guns or shooting. But give give the listener your thoughts on firearms and your experience with firearms. Okay. Well, I don't shoot. I've only shot a gun twice. Twice. Um, I didn't enjoy it. It's not my thing. I I don't know. My it's so weird because I'm really glad that we have guns in the house. Like that makes me feel. This is what I was trying to get out uh, out of it. Yes. What the, well, it makes me feel really safe that we have guns in the house. But as far as like me shooting, I I mean, I would say I'm kind of scared to shoot. You're definitely scared to shoot. So, and I really don't have a desire to to do it like at all yeah actually it just doesn't look like something that's fun to you no like you won't you won't get the same enjoyment that i get from pulling the trigger no i really don't understand it to be honest yeah well and see i mean i'm, I'm glad that it makes you happy it doesn't bother me that you do it like i think it's great yeah um and i truly do mean when I say I'm glad that we have them in the house, especially out where we live. Yeah. Um, but no, I have no desire to, I mean, it's nothing for me to be doing laundry or doing whatever in the house. And all of a sudden I'm shooting out the window. Boom. What was that? (laughs) That's David there doing David shit. Right. And that Uh, doesn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, for us, I've, I've mentioned it before. I think it was on the podcast that I did with uh, Dave Thomas and, um, and Brian from uh, Hoplite. Your first time ever shooting a gun was with me, and it was my first attempt of trying to get you to like understand and and like what I do, like like shooting and maybe not be because you had you originally had just a fear of guns. Like, well. Based out of ignorance, because not, not that you're dumb, I'm saying that you just didn't know because you've never been around them, really. I mean, your dad's not a gun guy, even though I did get him a gun a few years ago for, like, birthday or something like that. Yeah. I got him a pistol. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. This was, the this, come to find out, was absolutely... Wrong idea. Bass-ackwards 
yeah, um, bad choice of how to how to go about this. But my my thinking was, hey, I'm gonna give you the worst thing ever that you will ever shoot, and then that <laughs> way, and it's not gonna be pleasant. <laughs> and then after you shoot this, <laughs> you'll never every, be scared. Everything else will be ten times better. Be better. I'll never put anything in your hands that's as bad or worse than this. Yeah, that was my thinking. So. I guess but I you sh- did. Like, you shared that with me. You yes, said it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't. Yeah, you didn't trick me. No, and um, maybe I should have known better because I had the same line of thinking for myself my first time snow skiing. My first time snow skiing. I'm, I'm look. I'm from East North Carolina. I'm not a fucking snow skier. But I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go down a black diamond, and then <laughs> everything after that will be easier. And consider how it worked out. I should have known better to do the same line of thinking with this I broke both my thumbs going down a mountain my first time ever it was not it was not a good idea to do that um, but so what I did was I gave you an 18 inch 12 gauge with three uh, no um, yeah three and a half inch buckshot double lot buckshot I said babe this is going to suck but just know after you do this, every, if you, after you complete it and realize, hey, I survived, everything is going to be a lot easier. So I, my intentions were, I'm going to give her this shotgun to shoot, and then I'm going to give her one of my ARs, which Jackson has shot better guns than an AR-15. And you shot that motherfucker. I said, look, just aim in the air. Like, just aim up. Just You ain't got to hit nothing. Just shoot it. Just feel the recoil. Hear the noise. Oh, I felt it. Oh, it fucked her up sideways. Like the, <laughs> she didn't have a really good cheek weld at the time of pulling the trigger, and it, you know, the shotgun came back. She didn't drop it or nothing. No, but it was. I mean, I think I handled it well. Yeah, I mean, you I just handled never, it. I just never wanted to do it but again. It, but it had the adverse effect of what I wanted. You didn't want to shoot anything else. Well, again, I'm not a big human. No. So it was a lot on my shoulder, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was rough. Um, I, I mean, I don't even like shooting three and a half inch buckshot out of an 18 inch shotgun. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So, fast forward, <laughs> fast forward like four years, years later. Years later. Yeah, you had not, still had not shot anything yet. No. And then your cousin and her husband came over to the house. I forgot about this. Yeah, I've got video of it. I got video of it. Yeah. I had had beverages. Yes, well, we'll get into that. So, <laughs> we're at. Fast forward four years, we're at the current house that we live in now, and you all know I have a target at 511 yards off my deck. Um, your cousin, she wanted to shoot one of my rifles and see if she could hit the target. She had had beverages, too. She had beverages, too. So, she, I got her on my AI with um, six, Cre- uh, six Creedmoor barrel and with a suppressor on it, and I gave her a wind call. I kind of very briefly touched on like what a reticle is and like what the lines mean, the subtensions mean. And I told her what line to put on the target. First round impact at 511 yards. And Courtney was like, because she's had some drinks at this time, she was like, I can do it. Well, I can do it. I think it's important for them to know how competitive I am. She is. I'm she's very, su- very competitive. She's super competitive. Um, and not that it was a competition between no, you and your cousin, like, but you're well, like, well, she can do, do it. it. Yeah, then I can and do it. And it wasn't about hitting the target. It was Just about shooting the, shooting the gun. Right. I mean, I could have honestly cared less about hitting the target. It was more about, well, if she's not afraid to shoot the gun, 
I'm not going to be afraid to shoot the gun. I'm going to do it. Right. And so your second time ever shooting a firearm, yeah, you hit a target at 511 yards. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that I, I tried to get across to her and Tiffany, her cousin, was there are grown men that have been shooting for decades that can't hit or have not hit a target at 500 yards. Mm-hmm. And my wife, who don't know shit about fuck when it comes to firearms. And I'm scared. And sc- terrified of firearms. She got hit at 511 yards. That was pretty cool. I do remember feeling... Well, I've got a video. I videoed it. Yeah, I just... I remember feeling like, huh. That wasn't was, so bad. That, well, yeah. I mean, compared Compar- to the shock. <laughs> yeah, comparatively so, it was not. No. No, it wasn't bad. Right. And so... And, 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 you know, she was like, yeah, like, I'd like to try that again. And she, I did she, say that. You did. But that's also probably the drinks. Yeah. Well, you, everything you, seems like a good idea. Yes. Hold my beer. That's, you know, type, that yeah. type of situation. Right. But, you know, and she has never shot one since. But she does, because of that experience, she doesn't have the same fear as yeah. she did because she's like, oh, fuck, that was nothing. Right. Because it was a six cream mortar suppressor on it. Yeah. And prone you know, on her belly or whatever. So, um, I mean, maybe one day I'll get her back doing it again, but it's not important. I would rather, I mean, just for the sake of its utility, I would rather you get more comfortable shooting a pistol. Well, and I have said you many, many times, I've said it, it should be something that I should know how to do, know how to do and be not afraid of doing. I mean, because it's not going to do me any good if it's in the house and you're not there and I, I don't know how to use it. Right. Yeah. Or don't feel comfortable using it. Well, well, and here's something to touch on in other episodes I've done. There's also another thing that does make you feel a little bit better when I'm gone, and that's Major. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, she does not like Major not being out no. when I'm gone. Um, he gives her a sense of security which rightfully so um i mean i feel more because i don't know how to use the gun i feel major makes me feel safer than the gun does yeah because he could do his job i couldn't well a gun's not going to jump out of a well yeah i mean i'm not safe or whatever i mean i'm definitely at a point where i wouldn't feel comfortable enough even trying i would be afraid that I would hurt myself rather than it helping me. This is really not as hard as you think it is. Well, I mean, I know. But that's how I feel. Yeah. And, and realistically... Major knows what he's doing. Yeah. Well, and realistically, when it comes to, like, self-defense pistol shooting, you don't even have to be good because it's typically... You don't even have to really aim. It is literally just point it in the direction. I mean, you're talking... A matter of six, seven yards. Right. If at tops. And, right. And then as long as you're pointing the muzzle at something, you're yeah. probably that close, you're going to hit it. I mean, it's... It's really the one that we have. It's just pull the trigger, right? Yeah. There's no safety or anything. No. It's a Glock 19. It's, there's no safety on it. Yeah. And it's, now, the red dot, you got to turn on, but um, you don't have to just point the muzzle at, at mm-hmm. center mass, which yeah. is, you know, right in the chest. Right. And pull the trigger. And then, you know, they're dead. That's and you're safe. You mean you wouldn't want me to use my nonviolent crisis intervention training? Oh my God, guys, just okay. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I can handle it. All right, so I used my training. My my wife, 
she is a erect therapist, but her, her last job, she has a different job now as of what, 2019, oh, 2020, two years. Yeah, I will have been at my new job three years in December. Well, her previous job, she worked for 11 years on the behavioral health unit, basically a psych ward at our hospital. Yeah. And she, I mean, she dealt with all gambits of, of people um, as far as their mental state. Are they substance abusers? Are they, like, just plum fucking crazy? And uh, they have... His this, words, not mine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely my words. In fact, her, her, when her number would come up from work, it would call me. I had it, I had it stored in my phone as Looney Bin. And uh, I am... Um, sorry, I'm, I'm making, making some turns here on the highway. So they have this training for, like, what's called crisis intervention training. Nonviolent. Yeah. Crisis intervention training. And you cannot have nonviolence in this type of situation of which they're training for. So we... Um, <laughs> so basically, it was designed for us to learn techniques to where if patients got aggressive with us... Big air quotes on the term technique. We could... <laughs> big, big air quotes. You know, not be injured and handle handle the patients to where they wouldn't be injured. Right. And so, mind you, this was pre-me starting jujitsu. okay? So, <laughs> she came home after that class. She said, babe, let me show you some stuff we learned today. I said, all right, yeah, show me. Said, okay, <laughs> now, like, like, I grabbed my wrists, <laughs> and I grabbed the wrists, and she tried to do this, like, dead or dying fish <laughs> flapping motion, and it, it didn't work. So, well, like, well, I mean... It, it worked. I was like, yeah, it, babe, this is absolute horse shit. <laughs> this is, don't ever do this. I said, if someone grabs you, you kick them square in the dick. I said, and bite. I don't give a shit. You, none of this crap. Because they're, they're only worried about liability for that patient and getting sued. They're not worried about your whatever, well, your well-being. that's absolutely true. I mean, we've had, we had staff fired over actually defending themselves yeah. physically. These are medicated, well, should be medicated, crazy people that do God knows what, well, or try to do God knows what to you. And, <laughs> and they expect you to like, just, I don't know, let it happen. Fuck that. Go home. You need to get home and safe. You don't, so you had a little bit Well, I had a whistle. A, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Like a fucking rape whistle. Um, but you actually had an, a, an incident happen to you yeah. with a patient, and um, luckily nothing happened, but it, it, it very well could have. And yeah. your, your non-crisis or non-violent crisis intervention bullshit, it didn't do anything, nor would it, would it have done anything. I mean, it's, it's crap. But anyway, um, that's a little off subject. Um, let me see. What else? Okay. Uh, one of the other questions was, what are some of your things that you hate about living with me the most? Oh, man. Now, you can be honest. Like, I don't give a shit. Well, I mean, obviously, I can be honest because it's the same things I complain about. Yeah. So, what do you complain about? Well, we could not be more polar opposite in 
in every way, I think. I mean... Except politically. Well, yeah, politically and our religion and things like that. We agree on, like, our beliefs about things. But, no, what I mean is you are the messiest human. I like to call it organized chaos. No. No. And I can admit that I am very OCD. I mean, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Like, Anal retentive. Like, to a high degree. I'm very organized. I'm very clean. Well, and I will say, you're not dirty, but you are messy. Just, you leave crap everywhere, and... Oh, it drives me insane. So, everyone has a drunk drawer, right? Yeah. Every house, I believe, on the planet has a junk drawer. I just extend that to maybe other places out of the sake of convenience of where... But I know where I know where they are. Like, my, like a pocket knife will be here or a set of keys will be there or whatever. And it's if it's not in your designated area it's it's an issue i have had to learn <laughs> to stop trying to organize your spaces like underneath your sink in the bathroom for example like i used to try and keep that organized right. now i just don't open those cabinets yeah, because woo, it makes my skin crawl thinking about it you don't like alphabetize the soup cabinets or anything like that or cut labels out you're not like no things labels are turned out things are stacked on top of each other like you know the same soup cans for example um like when people have opened my spice drawer they're like this is a this is a thing i'm like yeah yeah i mean i'm pretty i'm pretty ocd i have had to let it go some living with you damn right Mm -hmm. it that is probably the thing that drives me the most crazy. Well, and I mean, it was just an adjustment in general, getting married, being an only child. You know, I knew you would come with clothes and things like that. I mean, obviously, you've got belongings. But when we moved in together, I was like, oh, you have stuff. Like, yeah, with all your hobbies, all your things. I'm like, that was a big adjustment for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You Look, have a lot of crap. I do have I do have a lot of crap. Um, you don't even... I, I think you've been in my reloading room a grand total of about seven times. I don't like going in there. I know where everything is. I don't... It causes me so, anxiety to go in there. I think a clean... It's a mess. ...reloading bench is someone who's not doing a lot of reloading. So... You're I, obviously doing a lot of reloading. Because it is not... It is not a clean bench. Um, but, yeah. no, I, I mean, I, I, I can sympathize and agree. I do have a bunch of shit, like, from everything that I've ever done. And I don't th- – I'm not a hoarder, but I also don't throw things away or sell them a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, gun hobby stuff, working dog stuff, fishing stuff, hunting stuff. Uh, Jiu-jitsu stuff. Yeah, my geese and um, what else? I'm, I'm trying to – trying to think of some uh, other stuff. Did you say fishing? Yeah, I said fishing. Yeah, I mean, it's just everything you do comes with a lot of belongings. Motorcycle stuff when I used to race. Yeah. And Um, I mean, I don't 
I'm very active, but I don't have hobbies. You know, you, I've, I've tried to get you to find a hobby. Like, I do, don't need a hobby. I work out every day. Every morning. Every morning. Seven days a week. Seven days a week. It makes me a nicer human. And I love going out with my friends and doing things like that. But, yeah, I don't have... I mean... I used to water ski and things like that. I mean, and I used to cheer and dance, and I've always been very active, but now I don't do any of those things anymore, and I don't I don't feel the desire to do those things anymore. But so I don't come with a lot of things. I mean, I guess my exercise room has started to come with a lot of things. Like, one day I hope to have, like, a freestanding gym. But other than that, like, I don't have, have a lot of things. No. You don't. Um, I mean, you have more shoes than I do. Well, uh, okay. All right. My shoes have a, a purpose. A purpose, okay. The whole I've got, thing. yeah, it, look, you, the listener will understand. I have boots that are meant for this, or would be snow, like, like snow stuff. I have boots that are meant for, like, hunting boots. I have boots that are meant for, like, being, like, water. Uh, being in or around a bunch of water. Um, I have tennis shoes that are meant for running. I have tennis shoes that are meant for just casual wear. I have a lot of hey dudes. I love my hey dudes. How many hey dudes do you think that you have? I have 12 pair. You counted? I think I have 12 pair. Um, I think you have more than that. I don't know, but I have I, I have match. I have like a, a boots that I, if I need boots for shooting matches, I have more like go fast morels that I use for like during the summertime matches. Uh, you know, stuff like that. These shoes have. It's not like oh well, I feel like wearing these today. Like no, it's not an, an accessory thing. They are functional. And the, we my, actually my speaking of my OCD, we we just had a see I. I frequently have projects. I'm like, okay, we're going to do, you know, ABCD to get us back more organized. And so the other weekend, that was a project was going through all of our shoes, my shoes, yours, Jax's. And we got rid of like three bags of shoes. Yeah. And most of them were yours. Allegedly. I mean, I guess a lot of them were Jax's because he outgrew them, but. Yeah. Well, you I, just are a human that comes with a lot of things. Yes. And that is very difficult for me. Well, I like having nice things. But <laughs> they... Uh, now, I am guilty of being a t-shirt hoarder. Yes. Like, if I get... Well, because I... And they, hats. Yeah, I do have a lot of hats. So many hats. Well, t-shirts are more of, like, keepsakes because, like, I'll get t-shirts from things. Like, I've got a ton of match t-shirts. I don't even wear them. But, like, I got them for shooting that match. It's like a, a, I'm not going to throw away a memory. They're almost like, t- almost like pictures to me. Like, you get a, take a picture of a moment or for, for a memory. I have a t-shirt for those memories. We need to get them all made into a quilt. Save some space. No. Um, yeah, so. That would be what drives me the most crazy about you. Yes. Okay. Right. You're messy and you have a lot of belongings. Okay. Well, what? are your favorite things about living with me? This is such an easy question. And it is? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Didn't expect that. You are 98% of the time always in a good mood. You are not a moody human at all. You are just the easiest person to get along with. Like, nothing gets you all frazzled frazzled or upset or angry or I mean like even yesterday even though you were highly getting pissed off about the traffic as soon as traffic would start moving again as quickly as you were in a bad mood about the traffic you were back to happy and in a good mood as soon as we started moving again like if you ever do get in a bad mood or you're upset it switches so quick you just don't stay there. You're hardly ever, you know, like down or like I'm very moody. You are. I'm. I am. I'm very moody. Most of the time, you just put a candy bar in front of her. She's a lot better. Yeah, a lot of it is if I'm hungry. Yeah, she for needs, sure. Yeah, she's like a the opposite of a fucking gremlin. Like you have to, you have to feed her. <laughs> you have to keep shit in front of her to eat or or drink. Yeah. Um. You give her a glass of wine, she can do anything. Yeah. So. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's my favorite thing about you. My mom even says, she's like, he is just so easy to get along with. Like, something happened at the birthday party we were at last weekend. She was like, you know. Well, let's put this out. This is your same cousin that we were shooting with. And I'm sure... Her husband, Tyler, is listening to this right now. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it was their kid's birthday. Yeah. And they, it was, she's a, she turned three? Yes. Three-year-old little girl who's obsessed with Disney princesses. Yeah. And that's, so Ariel from Little Mermaid showed up at the house to read a book. Yep. And as you all can imagine, that's not me and Jax's jam. No. <laughs> That's not our jam. No. So we just, you know, kind of disappeared into the shadows and kind of did our own thing. But. But so something happened at the party that somebody was worried that maybe you were upset about. I don't, re- I really don't even remember what it was. Somebody was afraid they said something to huh? you or did something. Yeah, I haven't even told you this. Yeah, I don't even know anything about this. And they had asked mom, like, you know, was David, like, upset about that or whatever? And my mom just starts dying laughing. She's like, David doesn't get upset about things. Like, <laughs> he doesn't. That's, you, you're not going to offend him. You're not going to upset him. Like, I would like to know what that was because I know nothing that even yeah, comes she, close to pissing me off. But she literally said, you're never going to offend him. Like, he is the easiest person to go on with. I'm unoffendable. And she said, "This that is my favorite thing about him. That's what that's what I was getting to with the story. I really don't remember what it was, but somebody had said something. They were afraid maybe you took it the wrong way, or it hurt your feelings, or made you mad. And I didn't mom, even talk to anybody. My mom was like, "I can promise you, you didn't." <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even. I mean, other than like Graham and yeah, your, right. your uncle, I don't. I don't. Remember. I didn't speak to anybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> but I mean, you know, anytime you have all the family in one place everybody's worried that you know well our family in in particular worries a lot about ruffling feathers well, you said that yeah well about the, my family that and and again how courtney had said how me and her are 
polar opposites. Our families are polar opposites. For sure. Like, see, Courtney's family wants to make sure that that no one takes anything the wrong way. That they don't say anything to hurt anyone or hurt anyone's feelings. My family will literally cuss each other out. Like, it's always just throwing digs at one another. And they could not, our families could not be more polar opposite. With, like, how we handle conflict, especially. Yeah, Yeah, where just like how the example she just gave, someone asked her mom, like, did David offended? That would never, ever come up in a conversation with my family. That's true. It's more like I'm going to try my best to offend this person. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm going to say what I can to piss them off, and that's, that's just the difference. So, I mean, I guess maybe I'm just inoculated to offense. I don't know. But... You know, it just this just reminds me. Well, that's another way we're so different. Yeah. I'm super sensitive. You are. You wear your heart on your sleeve, and yeah. I don't have one. I don't have a heart nor a sleeve. Yes, you do. So, this brings me to a point that I... If you're a young man listening to this, or maybe even a young lady, but I doubt it. Uh, it's 2022. You can kind of identify how you want. <laughs> um... Let me give you a word of advice that I have scientifically found to be a, a rule in nature. And Courtney will agree with this. All women are crazy. <laughs> Every fucking one of them. Yeah. There's bar none. We are. All men. The level. All men are stupid. We are, all, we are dumb creatures. But there's varying degrees of crazy for women and varying degrees of stupid for men. With that said, it is up to you, if you are a man, to figure out and identify what level of crazy that you are comfortable living with and compatible with. And it is also on you to figure out if said girlfriend, potential wife, what level of crazy they actually are not hidden because some some bitches be crazy and they hide it for a while until they got you and then they they get all flavor of love i kill you (laughs) and yo whatever right so it's on you it is on you not them it is on you to dig and find out what level of crazy they are and if you are comfortable with that level of crazy and you women Knowing that we are all dumb, we are all all men are stupid. You, that's a little bit easier. You can't really hide stupidity. Like it's going to be, you might as well be written on your forehead how the level of stupid you are. But it's up to you as a woman to figure out what level of stupid you're okay living with day to day. And if the other is not at the level of which you are comfortable with, you, it's on you. You do not marry that person. I, I found out it took four years for me to, okay, I know what level of crazy Courtney is. I mean, you've gone flavor of love on me a couple times. That was uh, a long time ago. But I was okay with that level of crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I accepted it. And she probably knew quickly what level of stupid I am. Yeah. And then you live with it daily. Right. Um, and, and that's why this marriage works. Now, yeah. another thing of this is... CL and Jeff are my brothers. They are my brothers. Courtney is my best friend. 
Definitely. And it is important to, if you're going to marry somebody. Marry your best friend. Marry your best friend. Absolutely. Because. Everything else will fade. What I mean by that is, obviously, you know, level of attractiveness, things like that. I mean, it will fade. Although most men get more attractive with age, and that's just a whole other thing that isn't fair. But physical stuff will fade, you know, just everything else will change. But if you're friends at the end of the day, to me, that is the key to a successful marriage. You know, people talk about how hard marriage is. I don't agree with that. Not if you have married the right person. What do you think? You have two different types of thoughts when it comes to a mate. Some people think that there's one person made for you. Oh, yeah. True. And some people think that there's not. That it's it's all what you make it and you, you kind of figure out, you know. Yeah. There's There could be multiple. Like, if me and you had never met, right. there would have been someone else that I'd have met. Right. That would have worked now, out I maybe equally. I don't believe that. We've talked about this. Yeah. I don't think there's just one person no. out there for you. I, I just don't think that. Now, with that being said, that doesn't mean that, you know, I want to one day meet another person that could have been compatible for me. No. I think think there's a mold. It's not a person. I think there's a mold of a type of person that is for you because that's just your compatibility. Right. Now, there's multiple people that fit that mold, but... But it's up to you to to put in some work, some level of whatever you want to call it, to make the marriage work. But I still don't think marriage is hard. No, it's easy as shit. Like, marriage is easy, but yes, you do still have to try. Like, you still have to take the other person's needs into consideration. You still should date your spouse. Mm-hmm. Like, we still date. We That's, I'm glad you brought it because that's something I was like, hey, make time. Look, kids, Jackson is the most important thing to the two of us. Obviously. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, of course. That, it goes without saying. Yeah. But, with that said, if you put that kid in the, that kid's every beck and call and need ahead of your marriage, the marriage will suffer. Absolutely. To where it, for, you're almost doing the kid a disservice by putting every need of theirs in front of your marriage's needs because you will be less of effective as a team yeah. to raise said child if you two get to a point of like resentment towards each other your kids going to suffer yeah absolutely if if we don't have a relationship still we are not going to be good as good of parents i yeah. fully believe that i mean jacks even recognizes like mom and dad are going on a date tonight and I think that that's a whole other thing that I feel like is important is that he knows how to be away from us Mm -hmm. I feel that is a very strong important thing that kids need to know that they can be okay without always being with us yeah like that sense of independence and confidence and I don't know 
I think we, that's we go, really important. We go on trips, the two of us, yep. without him. Right. We go on trips with him. But Absolutely. we go on trips without him. Yeah. We go on, on date nights. You know, we... We, we take him on date nights. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not always, but... You it's got important. to have you got to make time for the two of you, you because do. otherwise it will catch up. It will. it will catch up to you, and yeah. and not only are you going to be unhappy with each other, probably because y'all haven't had that time to to enjoy each other's company, because it's it's going to feel like a lot of work. With if all the time that you're spending with your spouse is actual work, raising a child is work. Not marriage really isn't work to me, but raising a child is work. But if you're only working with that person and not enjoying that person, then it's going to, you're not going to work well together when it's time to work. Agreed. And that is, what the fuck are they beeping at? God damn. If you Um, can't, if you haven't learned this already, our uh, language is very different too. Babe, these people have listened. (laughs) I'm glad you don't listen to my podcast. Well. Um, But yeah, so A, this is this, this is the recipe to fucking success. A recognize the type of person that you're willing and able to be with all the time. B you need to make sure that once you found that person and you end up having kids or whatever, that you and that person have the time to be able to spend with each other. That's that's fun. It's fun stuff. Yep. And and again, C kind of go back to what we're talking about earlier. Be a team. Be a team. Be a team. Courtney can go if she went, had to go somewhere for two weeks. She knows that Jax would be completely well taken care of, equally well as if she was here in my care. His meals might not be as balanced. Yeah, yeah, we might eat some pizza more than one night a week. But he's going to be fed. He'll be fed, and we're going to have a good. He'll be safe, and we and him are going to have a good time. Me and him, we we have we have bro nights. We yes. go and we bro down. I'll tell you, hey, let's go bro down. And we'll go yeah. and whatever. And we Do have, whatever we want to do. He has nights where he goes on a date with mommy. Yep, goes on a date with mommy. Um, but, you know, um, where was I going with that? Shit. ADHD. Yes. You were talking about A, B, and C points of a successful marriage. I yeah, think. Well, I was going to go somewhere else with the with Jack's thing. Um Either way, you need to marry your best friend. All that, take all the rest of that kind of take, falls into place. Um, you know, be that, be that equal partner, be that teammate. Oh, I know what I was going to say. You've got friends who are astonished that you leave your son with their father, his father. Oh yeah. Alone for yeah. an extended period of time. They're like, are you serious? Like, right. Dave can do that? Like, what do you fucking mean can David do that? I mean, people ask me that all the time. Like, if I do, when I go out to dinner, because, you know, when I go out to dinner with my friends, it's not for an hour. Usually it's for three well, y'all hours. Have, yeah, y'all have dinner and drinks and yeah, stuff like that. a whole night. Trivia, whatever. Yeah, so people will be like, so where's, you know, where's Jack's tonight? I'm like, with his dad. At home. I don't understand what you mean. They're like, oh, I could never leave know my kid with I'm like that is just foreign that is a very foreign concept to me because not only did I marry you and you're very capable of taking care of our son but my dad was very hands-on with me um so it's just a very foreign concept that 
you know, I just feel really, I really do feel blessed. I tell you that all the time. I'm so grateful that I feel like, you know, it's morbid, but I really do feel like if I died tomorrow, he'd be okay. Yeah. And, I mean, I can see how. I mean, of course. Listen. There's nothing that replaces a mother or a father. Agreed. But I'm just saying he would be okay. Right. And, And we've. We, we've all seen, like, the movies or her situations where, like, I don't know what that parent is going to do now that their spouse is gone. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, if there's no replacing you if something were to happen to you, and there'd be no replacing me, but we could survive. I, would, I wouldn't need to immediately replace that empty with another, like, an empty spot with another woman. Like, I mean, he needs a mother. Well, yeah, he does need a mother, but he lost his mother. And, and me and him can survive and, and vice versa. I don't know. There's just people that... If, look, I didn't read any books. All the, like, the child or father, child bearing or rearing books. I didn't know that shit. But you just jump in yeah. at the beginning. At the very beginning. When the, when the baby pops out of mama. That, <laughs> that is, changes. Yeah. Helping out. Yeah, you, you just you start. So, like, you obviously you have motherly instincts that I don't have. I have fatherly protective instincts. But, you know, you didn't get a... Kids don't come with an instruction manual. No. But we figured it out together. Yeah. Yep. And equal parts. So, it wasn't like, oh, well, Courtney just figured it out, and I'm just, I'm going to work. Oh, well, I got to go to sleep because I got to go to work one morning. No, she had to go to work, too. And so, we both... You know, and I wouldn't change that for nothing because I got. I feel that it just back to what I mentioned earlier. Me and Jack just have a. We have a bond that we wouldn't have had had I went about it the other way. Yeah. Where it was just like, all right, well, when he gets older, I'll take care of him. And well, now at this stage, let Mama take care of him. No, we both fucking tag team that shit. Yeah. And and we we reared a kick ass kid like he's. Jackson's cool as shit. Like, he's a cool kid. All of my friends that know Jax, they're like, dude, he's a fucking cool-ass kid, dude. And, you know, I've always... I've never baby-talked Jax. Neither one of us have ever baby-talked him. He talks like an adult. Mm -hmm. He... You know, he's still a kid, but as much as a six-year-old can, he kind of thinks more like an adult than maybe the next six-year-old. Um... You know, we just, I'm like, I'm not going to baby him, even as a baby. Yeah. And I wasn't a cold bastard either, but I mean, it was, hey, I'm going to talk to him. Hey, you hungry? You ready to get something to eat? All right, let's eat. Even when he couldn't talk, I didn't, you know, goo goo gaga bullshit and say half sentences. Right. No, no, no. That's why, you know, people couldn't believe his age when we told him, they're like, yeah, he's three. Like, he's fucking three? Yeah. You know, he just quoted the Gettysburg Address. How did, you know, not really, but you get on a point. He would say things and, and, and behave in a certain way and speak in a certain way that was beyond his age. Yeah. And I think a lot of parents, even with good intentions, they kind of put themselves behind the eight ball with the development of that kid, their kid, by by doing that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Enough, enough about kid stuff. Uh, this I, I don't know. This We've been going for like, what, an hour maybe? Let me see. I don't really know. What else? What Are there else any you, other questions yeah, no. that were No, posed? yes, but I can't remember them. Um, <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. 
Well, babe, they were like, I was supposed to do this episode like a year ago. I know. And like I said, the messages are buried in all the other messages, as many as I get. Well, it's hard for me to sit still and do things like this. I'm, I'm one who, that's why car rides were so hard for me, because I want to be being productive. So this was the perfect time for me to be forced kind of to sit down and just do this, because normally... You're doing something I'm doing something. I'm being productive. It's always something that needs to be done. Yep. We have 248 miles to go to get to our destination. Counting down the minutes till lunch. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to have a good time this week. Yeah. I'm excited. excited. I'm very excited. Yeah, we've been looking forward to this trip for a while. We have. But... um, I'm excited to see Jackson missing him. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be there probably pretty... Yeah, a little Sweet. after us. Yeah. Will we get rid of before them? Yeah, well, because they let him swim this morning to get some energy out before the rest of the trip. Yep. All right. Well, I think we're going to call it, guys. Um, so, this is just something to get you guys by. If you don't like it, then just fucking hit next. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can't sit Rick down. I know he's going to be in front of the machines even when I'm there because... When Rick is at the shop, he doesn't like to be doing anything other than standing in front of the lathe. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll get him to sit down and have a beer and um, record a podcast, the two of us. So, uh, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloads. Oh, uh, announcement. I should have brought this up. So, after the last episode that I did, I asked you guys about I needed your input on whether or not you wanted to just up and send it social media page of some sorts and to vote well after about a week um tallying the votes i got yes and instagram was the the chosen platform but so i started the just up and send it uh instagram page so that is uh, at just fn send it underscore podcast that will be that is the instagram i've got like i don't know 15 16 posts or whatever big pictures that i had um another area we're different in yeah you're you're all about the fucking the tic tac and the and yeah follow me on tiktok yeah oh my god no one here has tiktok i promise you <laughs> um, they're they're adults they're, yeah maybe um but anyway so if you're on instagram and you hadn't seen it yet go i guess follow me over there and i'll be post so my my thing was if i'm gonna do this i'm not gonna have the app on my phone it'll literally just be on my computer and then using a browser on my phone that way i don't have the instagram pick and prying eyes and bullshit and also i'm not gonna spend you know too much time get sucked into that vortex of social media killing all your time and stuff so uh, anyway go check it out and um we will catch you guys on the flip you say goodbye bye